Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Hey, welcome once again to Growing in Grace. My name is Joel Brzezinski. Along with me, Mike Kapler. Uh, as usual, uh, Cap and I get together every week to uh, share the, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ and uh, to uh, help people to be uh, set free in the freedom for which Christ has set them free. And our very special guest this week, Andrew Farley. Thanks, Andrew, for joining us on the podcast today. Hey, Joel. Thanks. It's great to be with you guys today. Uh, Yeah, you know, what you guys are doing, you know, getting on the internet and doing this podcast and reaching people that, you know, maybe are hearing this in some cases for the first time. Man, the New Covenant message is so powerful and so life-changing. So I really appreciate your ministry. Well, Andrew is our special guest uh, for the past couple of weeks and uh, one more this time. And don't forget to check out his website, some great books. If, if you haven't heard of Andrew, go to andrewfarley.org. Well, you've got about a half a dozen books or so to choose from, several of them bestsellers. The Naked Gospel was your first book. Is that correct, Andrew? Yes, yes. God Without Religion, uh, Relaxing with God. I mean, those are some of my favorites. But, um, Andrew, t- tell us a little bit, for those who aren't as familiar with you as, as a lot of our listeners probably are, tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you came to uh, where you are today in, in this thing that we know as the grace of the gospel. Yeah, well, I grew up in a Christian home and went to church every Sunday. And, um, you know, I had a basic understanding of the gospel, that I'd go to heaven by grace, that I had a new destination and a salvation by grace alone. But by the time I was 20 years old, I mean, I was on the floor of my apartment and I was begging God for answers. I was saying, God, this is not working. I mean, I'm I'm doing everything they said to do. I've put my antenna up to the Christian world, and I went to Christian school and went to chapel every day, and, you know, there were altar calls and rededications, and I've been sharing my faith with everybody that I meet. I'm reading my Bible four and five hours a day right now, and, um, you know, I'm in church every time the doors are open. I'm on the streets of Greece and Italy. I'm in halfway houses and jails and prisons. I'm sharing my faith, and I'm doing it all, God, so that I can, you know, feel closer to you and feel like I'm growing spiritually. But uh, something's really wrong here because my formula is broken. And at that point, guys, you know, it wasn't a lightning bolt out of heaven. It wasn't sky riding in the sky or anything. It was like, uh, you know, about a 10-year period of replacing old thoughts with new thoughts. And, you know, when it comes to our identity in Christ, I think I was trying to do more and be more and do more and be more in order to prove my identity in Christ rather than just resting in what I knew my identity already was. So I think, you know, even though I had a partial message of my identity, really it was like, oh, here's who you are, so now now go prove it. And that type of proving it nearly killed me. Yeah, that will really do. I mean, that I get exhausted just listening to the stuff that you used to do, <laughs> <laughs> just hearing it. Yeah. And, but I think a lot of people can relate in some way or another. I'm doing all this stuff that they tell me to do. What in the world do you want from me, God? So something that we've we've come to realize here, and, and you as well, Andrew, is that our identity in Christ 
is solid. I mean, it's something that doesn't change, but yet our behavior changes. And so our identity then isn't based upon what we do, but it's based upon what Christ has done and and that, that we've been placed in him and he has been placed in us. We're in him, he's in us. Uh, Could you uh, talk a little bit about that, about how our behavior is important, but it's not our behavior that determines who we are in Christ? Yeah, I mean, it it all goes back to, you know, how many sins does it take to become a sinner? And, you know, when I ask that in seminars and conferences, I say, you know, how many sins does it take to become a sinner? The most common answer in the room is one. Hey, it only takes one, only one sin to become a sinner. But the reality is that's not biblical. That, that's not what the Scripture teaches. What the Scripture teaches is that we are born sinners, that we are born in Adam. So notice, guys, that uh, we are who we are by birth, not by what we do. And so this is why Jesus comes along and says that we need to be born a second time, that we need to be born all over again. And it's because, you know, if we are who we are by birth, then we need to become someone else by rebirth, not by cleaning up our act, not by going to a church building, not by doing good works and doing great things. No, it's really about a tearing out of the old heart, and it's like a DNA swap or a heart surgery. And so, you know, Galatians 2.20 calls it being crucified with Christ. And so I, I find that a lot of Christians are super familiar with Jesus dying for them, but they're not very familiar with them dying with Jesus. And that's an altogether different thought, but yet it's really the biggest part of the gospel. I mean, uh, Jesus dying for me is about my behavior and my sins, but me dying with Jesus is about getting a heart transplant, and that's a much deeper work. Uh, It changes who I am fundamentally at my core. And so, you know, I have a soul and I have a body, but there's also a spiritual part of me. I'm not just soul and body. You know, my soul is like my personality. It's where I feel and where I think. And my body is obviously just what I wear on planet Earth until I get a new body in heaven. But, you know, deeper than my body and deeper than my soul, there's a place called my human spirit. And this is where the identity has taken root. I mean, this is where my new self, my new creation is. So even though, I mean, you guys know as well as I do that we can get some crazy stuff flowing through our soul. I mean, Monday morning, stress starts, we get to work and things are coming at us a million miles an hour and we can think and feel all kinds of ungodly stuff in our soul But as you said, Joel, it doesn't change our identity because our identity comes from our spirit, not our emotions and not our soul life, but from a deeper place where Christ lives in our spirit. So somebody listening uh, might be thinking, man, I've I've really been struggling with some of my failures and I'm not doing the things I want to do. I'm not doing it right because they've had this mindset that they're just working harder like it was stated earlier, they're working harder to try to become a better Christian, to become more like Jesus. And so how are they identified in Christ apart from all of the failures and the shortcomings? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question because, you know, our behavior is being conformed. You know, we are experiencing the renewing of our mindsets. I mean, our attitudes and our actions are definitely a work in progress. But 
at a deeper level, there is a finished work. And that's what we're talking about, that I don't want to wake up and say, Lord, please make me like Jesus. I want to wake up and say, Lord, please show me who I am, because you say that in this world, I'm like you. As he is, so also are we in this world, the Apostle John writes. So what does it mean when Romans 6 says that we have become obedient from the heart? What does it mean to have an obedient heart? You know, when the worship leader gets up at church and he strums his guitar and he says, God, we've got wicked, wicked hearts. And then you turn over into the Bible and it says you've got a new heart and a new spirit and Christ lives in you. Only one of those can be right. So we need to see that we have new hearts, trustworthy hearts, godly hearts, obedient hearts. And then when I wake up, I see, you know what, I'm getting these thoughts and these are nasty thoughts, sinful thoughts. But these thoughts did not originate with me. These thoughts didn't come from my heart. They didn't come from my spirit. They came from a parasite called sin. And I'm not going to let this thing run my life. Yeah, and, and kind of running along with what you're saying there, I mean, we've, like you say, we've had a heart transplant. We've, we've got a new heart. We've been made new. What about this idea out there? Uh, a lot of people are confused about this, thinking that uh, we have a sin nature still, that we have two natures. You know, we got the two dogs. We got the angel on one shoulder, the devil on the other. We got the, the whole idea yeah. that we got two natures, but that doesn't seem to jive with the idea that we've been made completely new. So could you talk about that? Yeah. Well, you know, the reason people are saying that we, we must have two natures is here it is in big red letters, so to speak, it, flashing letters in our minds uh, because we still sin. So, you know, hello, I still sin. I wake up, I have temptation, I get those crazy looking thoughts in my mind, and I think, well, if I'm getting these thoughts, they must be coming from me, or they must be coming from half of me at least. So I guess I've got like a split personality Christianity going on here. I'm half new, half old. And then you get out your NIV Bible, which, you know, in 1984, the NIV comes out with this term sinful nature and you got millions of Christians running around thinking they've got a new nature and a sinful nature and that they're fighting each other. But when you look a little deeper, uh, all you have to do is look at the original Greek word there, sarx, S-A-R-X, and uh, in a dozen other versions of the Bible, sarx is translated as flesh. And so flesh is not the same word as sinful nature. In fact, the word sinful nature doesn't even exist in Greek. There's no such expression in Greek. In the Greek language, that phrase is non-existent. And so it's, it's literally an invented phrasing because the NIV committee thought that it would be an easier read for English speakers to read that they had a sinful nature, that the word flesh was too nebulous. But hmm. uh, when you just allow Paul to speak clearly for himself, you see that the most accurate translation is flesh, and then you say, well, what is flesh? Well, I can tell you what flesh is not. Flesh is not your spiritual nature. Flesh is not your old self. Flesh is, is something else. And so as you journey through Romans and Galatians, you look at what the flesh is, and it turns out to be any old attitudes, any unrenewed mindsets, any world strategies and ways of the world that I used to adopt every day, and now Christ is teaching me differently. So 
What's the big takeaway here? You are not the flesh. You are the new creation. You're not the flesh. You are not the power of sin. <laughs> You're the new creation. You're the new self. So yes, there's a war, but I need to know the nature of this war uh, because if I don't, I'm going to think it's the good me versus the bad me when really it's me and God together on the same team and uh, the enemy is the power of sin and the flesh and uh, I am not those things. I am, I am a child of God. All right. Well, thanks, Andrew, for uh, for joining us on the podcast. Again, so much helpful stuff for people out there. I mean, uh, people uh, listening here, if, if you're listening and uh, you've got questions, you've got, um, you know, you need to be more free. You know that there's something going on in, in you uh, that in your life in the church. You just haven't been free like you think you should be. Check out Andrew's books. Again, The Naked Gospel, God Without Religion, Heaven is Now, Relaxing with God, things like that. You can check all of that out on uh, his website, andrewfarley.org. Andrew, you got a weekly uh, radio program that you do, too. That's on, yes, uh, yes, on, on Sirius XM, uh, every Sunday afternoon on Sirius XM, channel 131, uh, and that's at 2 o'clock Eastern. 2 o'clock Eastern on Sundays, yeah, and so many resources. One thing I want to point out, too, all of your resources, the various things like that people can find online, all of that is made available for free, is that right? Yeah, uh, hundreds of video and audio messages, and they're all free at churchwithoutreligion.com. Yeah, so check those things out. And uh, thanks again, Andrew, for being with us here on Growing in Grace. Uh, it's been such a joy, uh, and uh, we've been wanting to do this for a long time. So uh, we well, much appreciate you guys, it. You guys are fantastic. I really love what you're doing, and thanks for having me on. You bet. And I think our listeners have... Uh, really enjoyed having you on here with us as well. And we do hope to have you on again sometime in the future uh, back here on Growing in Grace. Well, I'm Joel Brzezinski, along with Mike Kapler. This is Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.